God to praise. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You know, there's, there's two verses, two parts of that song that just really just wears me completely out. Oh, thank you, God. First of all, he said, uh, 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 sing with me. See, you know, I don't want to just praise him by myself. I will if I have to, but sing with me. How great is our God. And then it really just wears me completely out. Because it says, <laughs> all will see. A-double-L. All will see how great is our God. If you know he's great today, why don't you give the Lord some hands, a hand praise. Hallelujah, wherever you may be. You know, I, I got up here kind of feeling like that space shuttle that takes off. See, because I've, I've been having some allergies going on, and, and I say I didn't want to blow out my voice, you know. So I'm over there trying not to sing, you know, trying to, trying to... <clears throat> Throttling it down a little bit. <laughs> but it just wasn't working. But that space shuttle, they, the thing takes off. And it gets to a point about 30, 45 seconds in where it's going through the uh, point of maximum dynamic pressure. And they throttle the thing down so it don't tear up. So sometimes we don't tear up the place. <clears throat> and then it gets to a point where it says go and throttle up. Saints, it's time for us to go and throttle up. Amen. It's time to put the pedal to the metal. It's time to give God the praise. It's time to magnify the name of the Lord. It's time to remember where God has brought us from. It's time to understand where he's taken us to. Amen. It's go and throttle up time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for this day. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for this time of praise and worship. Oh, God, thank you. For your spirit being in this place, God. Thank you for your spirit indwelling each one of us. Thank you, God, for who you are. And because of who you are, we will give you the glory. And all will see. Hey, hey. All will see how great you are. And we bless you, God, these next few minutes, Lord. Just cause your word to open up to our hearts and our minds. That we may apply it to our lives. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God, those in the sanctuary, please be seated. Amen. God bless all the saints there on Facebook. Those that are in the comfort of your home or wherever you may be on Zoom land, God bless you. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Amen. Amen. Where there's unity, there's strength. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm so glad I'm at liberty today. I'm so glad that I'm free in Christ Jesus today. I'm so glad that there's no more chains holding me. Jesus has set me free. He said, whom the Son set free is free indeed. And then I scroll over to Psalms 107 and 2, and it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. If you've been redeemed, you ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. If you know that you're not who you used to be, Amen. Thank you, God. And if you know that God is not through with you, you ought to give him some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. We used to say back in the day, please be patient with me, for God is not through with me yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes people will get through with you, but God, he never gets through with us. And we praise the Lord today. Amen. I'm excited. 
I was uh, I passed by a church this morning, and uh, the folks was was the cars were just flying in there. It was a little woman outside that was a greeter, evidently, and must have been heard some music. She was out on the front of the church just praising the Lord. I said, you know what? The saints are praising God. The, the houses of worship are coming back alive. The saints are coming back into the house of God. It's time for us to put the pedal to the metal again and go and throttle up. Praise God. We serve an awesome God. So, so, so grateful today. Well, I want to finish up this uh, four-part series that the Lord placed in my heart when I was back in Columbia, Maryland, seeing about my oldest daughter. I knew she just needed a daddy hug. And when I heard it in a voice, she didn't ask me to come, but I, I felt that she needed a daddy hug. I got on Southwest Island Airlines, got my heels to clicking, flew back there in all that crazy weather. <laughs> Got in the car with her and the grandkids, and she hugged me and just started crying. And after that, she was okay. <laughs> it was, she just needed a daddy hug. You know, sometimes we need a daddy hug from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes we need to just lay in the bosom of Jesus Christ, yeah. tell him all about our troubles. Yeah. He'll hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. Amen. Just a closer walk with thee, Lord. That's what we're looking for, that intimacy with Christ. Thank you, God. Every round we go higher and higher in the Lord. I don't want to get stagnant. I want to be that living water running. I want to have that living water running through me, that I'm hearing new revelations from God. I'm seeing greater things in the Lord. I'm stretching, stretching out on the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, anyway, will y'all pray for me? Continue on this study. Thank you, Lord. This is the last one in this series, moving forward with God. <coughs> Excuse me. The first week we talked about, and it was, in fact, moving forward with God. <coughs> and we looked at Colossians chapter 3, and it talked about since you've been raised with Christ, reminded us of who we are in Christ, who he is, and what he has done for us. And then number two, we talked about surrounded by witnesses out of Hebrews 11. And we, uh, so, so we looked at that and we, we looked at all of those he heroes of faith who stood the test of time. And we see how God delivered them. Why? And they kept, they continued to move forward with God. Uh, I want to move forward with, you know, with God, ever since I came to know him, he's never moved me backwards. All right, all right, all right. He's always took me forward. Yes. Thank you, God. There's been times I had to just be still, but I tell you what, my eyes were still fixed yes. on going forward. My heart was fixed. My eyes, my mind was made up to go forward. Then last, last uh, 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 Sunday, uh, uh, lesson three, we talked about the other side of trouble. You know what, Carolina, bless your, bless your little heart. God doesn't leave us in trouble. Even in the midst of our troubles, he'll show us the other side of trouble. He'll let us know that we're coming through. We looked at Job chapter 23, where Job, after all the trials he went through, he said, this one thing I know, when he have tried me, when he have tested me, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. <laughs> 
Glory be to God. And God did just that for him. So today, I want to wind this thought up <clears throat> with the thought of this, a faith that works. Mm -hmm. Would y'all repeat that with me? A, a, a faith that works. See, amen. So that must mean that there may be a faith that don't work. But I want to talk about a faith that works. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And, you know, we, we, when we talk about faith, you know, almost just by default, we go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. <coughs> I'm going to do that today, but I want to look at it in Amplified. Because we know from memory it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, And it goes on to talk about those heroes. In the Amplified Version, it says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation, of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, hmm? and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends, listen to this, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. Wow. <laughs> That's what faith does. See, see we, the scriptures say we, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I don't know how many years of my life I walked by sight. I walked by and acted and, and reacted to what I saw. But see, I, I have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today and I've never seen him. In my, with my natural eye. But oh, I see him in the spirit. Thank you, God. I, I even look back and reminisce sometimes of the nail prints in his hand. Wound in his side. Blood dripping down. And then I sometimes fast, uh, fast forward like on the remote control on your TV to resurrection morning. <laughs> I, 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 and, I, and I apprehend that I, I grab hold of that by faith. Jesus died for me. Why? Because he loved me so much that his father gave him to us that we might have the right to eternal life. Isn't that a blessing? So a faith that works. So works, see, we know what natural work is. Most of us have naturally worked some kind of way. And most of us probably still working in some one way or the other. But, but, but a faith that works, plural, a faith that does something. So one of the definitions I saw in Webster was, as it relates to W-R-K-S, was to, listen to this, to exert oneself physically or mentally, and then I add to it, or spiritually, especially in sustained effort for a purpose 
or under compulsion or necessity. It's necessary that we trust God today. It's necessary that we have faith in the one who spoke and the universe leapt into existence. It's necessary to know that God is, see, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, carefully seek him, to search him out. Works, a faith that works. And so it took me to James chapter 2, verse 14 through 20. I wanted to go all the way through 24, I think, or 25. I said, well, I don't want to take all day. I'm like Pastor Jones. I got a few more things I want to say. But I know in some kind of way it's going to come out. But a faith that works. Now, it's a whole lot of folks working today. It's a whole lot. Well, let me put it this way. Y'all might might extract an amen from you. There's a whole lot of folks with jobs but that don't mean they working. <laughs> Have you ever called customer service for something? And somebody answered the phone, and they don't know what's going on. Well, let me call the doctor's office about this, this, this bill, and, and you may not get any help. And please don't, you know. So there's a, you, you go down the street, and you see Caltrans trucks. And you see a porta potty out there, and all the trucks and equipment, and all the men standing around, and one man on a shovel. Now, all of them got a job, but everybody ain't working. See, but I will just talk to you for a minute about a faith that works. Oh, glory to God. There is a faith that works. Thank you, God. So, in James chapter 2, I love James. It's a practical book. He's a practical man. He's the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He, 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 he was over a church. The anointing of God was upon him. And, and he, he was one of those that bring stuff just down to earth. You ever met somebody who just make it real plain? You go to them, you got all kind of issues. And, and by the time you leave, Brother Tyrone, you say, that's it. <laughs> this way James was. He said, what does it profit, my brethren? Let's be careful to look at all these words today. He's talking to the church. He said, he said what does it profit, saints of God, right? What does it profit, my brethren, which is generic for brothers and sisters? If someone says he has faith, Hmm? but does not have works, can faith save him? (laughs) A a faith that works. Now, because we know now, we know Romans 3 and 28. We know know Galatians 2, 16. It says, and Paul said, that knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. James says, 
What does it profit, my brethren, if someone say he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? There's not a contradiction here. If we listen at the words that Paul used, he was letting folks know, listen, it's by faith in Christ alone. The law cannot save you. The law was bondage. Jesus came to, to, to give us a better covenant. Jesus came that we might have life and have that more abundantly. So your ceremonial, your ceremonial laws and your sacrifices is not pleasing to God, but the blood of Jesus pleased and satisfied the wrath of God. So what is James talking about? He said, what does it profit, brother, if someone says he has faith? A lot of folks are saying, I got faith. Have you ever heard? I mean, you can hear the... I was talking to a poor fellow the other day. He was strung out on drugs. He was high at the time. He's, having a, he's not having a prodigal son experience yet, except the first half of the prodigal son experience. He has allowed himself to get down to nothing. And he was still trying to say that he was right. It was so sad. <laughs> if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? This is tell us, talk is cheap, but money by land. You can say, I got faith all day long, but what does that look like? Isn't that one of the terms people use today? What does that look like? What does faith really look like? <clears throat> so we want to talk again about a faith that works. So let me get on for what, finish what, what James' uh, thought pattern is here. <coughs> Excuse me. If a brother... <clears throat> Or a sister, mind the words again. Hey, we all brothers are sitting, sitting, sitting up in the church right now, or where we may be. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, <clears throat> in you know hyper spirituality, mind you that they are naked, destitute of daily food. Somebody in Christ even. And one of you says to them, depart in peace. Be warmed and filled. But you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? God bless you, brother. Does force be with you. And you have the ability to help him or her. You, 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 you have, if, if you, your faith should tell you that this person has an issue. And now you just tell them, you know, it's going to be all right. Dust yourself off. Tighten up your pants. Trust God. God wants us to do something. See, a faith that works, it, it, it cannot see what Jesus sees that hurts the heart of God and the saint don't do nothing about it. Because we have a faith that works. <coughs> Excuse me. This is why I tried not to sing so much. Just couldn't help it. If I have to tag team sister Amanda or whoever to finish this message, we're going to do that. <clears throat> so let me, let, let me read this. Because the word preaches for itself. 
Depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So what is that saying? We, we cannot get in good standards with God by doing good works. You know, oh yeah, I helped the old lady across the street every day. That's a good thing, but that's not going to get you into heaven. Oh, you know what? I give my money to charity faithfully every month. That's not going to get anybody into heaven. That's a work. But that's all it is. It's doing something that's good. He said, thus also, verse 17, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Does it sound like James is challenging folks? You, 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 you're doing a lot of talking, and, and you're saying that you have faith in God, but if, if, if what you're saying, if what you're doing doesn't line up with what you're saying, <coughs> then that's not a work in faith. See, what we, and here's the point, we have learned that saving faith, huh, a, a, a faith that says, Jesus, come into my life, a, a faith that says, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Uh, 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 A faith and an understanding of reality that the Holy Spirit comes in when you give and commit your way to Christ. And by virtue of that relationship with Jesus, it produces good works. See, see, you you can put seeds in the ground, but if you don't water it, if if you don't prune it, if you don't do what's needed, it's not gonna come up. But whatever God does, he does it right. He does it good, and it grows. Philippians 1 and 6 said, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. When did he start that good work? He planted that seed down inside. Do anybody remember when you first got saved? Do you remember that things didn't look the same anymore? Things didn't sound the same anymore? You didn't go to places that you used to go? You didn't think like you didn't cuss like you used to cuss. Didn't fight like you used to fight. What happened? Something happened down on the inside. And that relationship with Jesus Christ, it produces good works. Amen. A faith that works. He said, verse 19, if you believe that there is one God, you're doing good. It's a whole lot of folks say, oh, yeah, I know the man. Him, my buddy. I mean, he's my buddy. He, he's, the, he's the big guy upstairs. But when you come to know Jesus, when you come to have that, 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 that relationship with him, then it becomes he's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my provider. He's my deliverer. He's my healer. He's God Almighty. He is the one and the only, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. When you have that relationship with Christ, that kind, it produces works. It it, it turns hatred into love. It, 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 It turns 
haughtiness and, and high-mindedness into humility when you come to know Jesus. He said, if you believe that there is one God, you do well. He said, but fasten your seatbelt because even the demons believe and they tremble. So, so you said, I believe, okay, good. But we're talking about a faith that works. He said, verse 20, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So he bring them back to the original premise. You, you can do all the good work you want, but guess what? If you don't have a faith that produces those works, you ain't doing nothing but going through some motions. A faith that works. You know, we've had Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he is the one who showed us what it means to work. <clears throat> Jesus hit the ground basically running. Working, doing what God had called his father, had called him to do. Case in point, John chapter 9. <clears throat> Run you through this couple of two or three verses here real quick. Um, John chapter 9, Jesus was confronted with a blind man. <clears throat> Anybody been blind? I'm talking about spiritually blind. But you know, he's still giving sight to the blind. I think last week when I was sharing, I mentioned to y'all how this right eye, this left eye was feeling real cloudy and I couldn't see real good. But this time, today, I'm seeing better out of this little fellow over here. Things is coming into focus because my God is still healing and giving sight to the blind. He's still unstopping deaf ears. He's still raising the dead. That's who we serve. So Jesus in John 9, 1 through 5, it's a long narrative, but just to show you the top part of it. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man, listen to this, who was blind from birth. That means a man had never seen before. Don't know what it means to, to don't know what really yellow, blue, <clears throat> green, red, and white what that really means, he was blind from birth. And, his, and Jesus' disciples asked him a question, saying, Rabbi, <clears throat> meaning teacher, listen to this, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That's a pretty interesting question, isn't it? How could, how could the man have sinned if he was, <laughs> he was a baby? He was born blind, so he ain't sinned that he, he ain't, you don't sin in retrospect. And, and what did, but see, so, so, and I'll say that because today, saints, we need to be ready when people come with questions that don't even make sense. Because they want to know it, they're looking for an answer. They're looking for a way out of their situation. They're looking for someone who's called a Christian that would give them something that would help them and not hurt them. So, so, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Here's my point. I'm talking about a faith that works. But Jesus said, uh, neither one sinned, him or his parents, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. 
All right. So so from before the foundations of the world, God had a plan for this blind man before he even was thought of. And so, and so it says, he said, and this is what Jesus said. This is, oh, this is what prompted me, Pastor Jones, to come to this passage here to talk about a faith that works. Jesus said, I'm talking about our Lord and Savior. Jesus said, I must work. Y'all, y'all with me? Let me hear you say, I must work. I must work. Is, is Jesus our perfect example? Amen. Did he work? Yes, he I must work. He said, I must work, what? The works of him that sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me that that, there's a window of opportunity for us to work for the Lord? For us to do with that which God has called us to do to bring glory and honor to his name. Yeah, Mother Melvin, back in the day, wow, in the 80s, would pick her up at church, and she, her little song would be, I would be somewhere working for the Lord. When he called me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere working for the Lord. Amen. Hey, Jesus said, the night is coming when no one can work. You know what? Again, it's not time for us to be setting down. It's time for us to be about our Father. Sometimes we don't think that what we bring to the table is enough. Whatever God does is enough. He tells us to brighten the corner where we are. He tells us to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. He said, I must work. Oh, God, I'm asking God, put that down in my spirit. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. I'm telling you, it's day right now, y'all, but, but, but night is coming. Look at the condition around our world. Night is coming. Look at the book of Revelation. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to what his works huh, shall be. Thank you, Lord, a faith that works. Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. We don't have to walk in darkness. Because Jesus is the light. And we're walking in the light of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. I mean, through all the sickness and heartaches and pain that we've gone through. Oh, God. And, and you know, so, so let me give you another example of Jesus working. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2 when Jesus was 12 years old. And, and, and the family had taken... To the, it's, the, it's the festival time to go to Jerusalem. And, and Jesus, let me read it. Luke 2, 49 through 50. And he said to them, <coughs> why do you seek me? Said to who? His mother and father thought that little Jesus was in the buggy, in the wagon, whatever it was, or on the donkey in the back somewhere, headed with them back home. <coughs> Jesus played hooky from the, from the road trip back home. So they get a day's journey away from Jerusalem, and probably the daddy say, where's the baby? Where's Jesus? And, and Mary may say, you supposed to know. But either way, he wasn't there. So can, now y'all know how y'all would be acting one of your kids. <laughs> you, you'd have left 
Ontario, drove to Texas, and baby Luke ain't in the car. <laughs> the first thing you do is turn around, go back 24 hours, and they find Jesus in the temple. 12 years old, Jesus is in the temple. And that's why the scriptures say, and, and, and so they came, and I can imagine in my mind how I would be sounded if it was Camille. What's wrong with you? Where you been? But I would say that in love, you know, as I'm taking my belt off. So I imagine they was asking, Jesus, where, 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 where you doing? What you, what you doing? How come you wasn't in the, in the wagon train with us? And he said to them, why did you seek me? Wow. Now you know by then, so the parent be holding her hand back. <laughs> Why did you seek me? Listen to this. This is the point. Jesus said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? <laughs> Hallelujah. But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. They, they pondered on it, but, but, you know, again, Mary had birthed the Savior. Yes. Mary remembered what the angel said. Right. Joseph remembered that, that the angel came and said, man, don't be, a, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. That's what you conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he said, okay. Do you know God leads us to the place he wants us to go? Through the hard times, through the struggles, through the trials of life, he said, hold my hand. Follow me, and I'll take you to greener pastures. That's why David was able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Thank you, God. Luke 9, 23 through 25. Let's kind of put some of this together as we kind of figure out what the Lord is saying to us today about a faith that works. <clears throat> then he, Jesus, said to them all, can you imagine, because you know how the crowds followed Jesus. Some followed him because we're going to get some fish and we're going to get some fish and chips. Because <laughs> we heard about the 5,000. We heard about the 4,000. You know, we, we heard that he heals the sick. We're going to follow Jesus because we want to get some healing done. We, 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 we heard that he, he pays some taxes with some money out of a fish's mouth. So we're going to follow Jesus because we need our taxes paid. And on and on the story goes. So Jesus said to them all, because they were hinging on every word that Jesus said, like we should be doing today. <clears throat> He said, if anyone desires to come after me, I can hear him say, here it come, here it come. All you got to do is dress right. All you got to do is learn how to sing the songs. All you got to do is know, learn how to show up at church on time. And he said none of that. If anyone desires to come after me, I can imagine Jesus now getting serious, getting bold with them. Let, let them know this ain't going to be a cakewalk. Some of us figured when we came to Christ that everything was going to be cookies and cream. 
And lo and behold, what? You got hit upside your head. You said, what? But nobody said it was going to be easy. But he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He said, I'll carry you through. I'll be with you. I will go with you. If anyone desires to come after me, Jesus said, let him first of all deny himself. And again, what? Do what to myself? That thing that I, I want to do? That thing that I desire? That thing that I'm craving? You said, deny myself? Now, y'all know if you just be straight about it, self don't want to deny nothing concerning itself. Flesh wants everything you can see, touch, and feel. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. He didn't say every Sunday. He didn't say Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. <laughs> if anyone is to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Jesus said, follow me with all your baggage. Follow me with all your brokenness. Follow me with all of your dreams that haven't come to fruition yet. Follow me in times of confusion. He said, if anyone is to follow me, let him first deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. What did the cross symbolize? The cross symbolized death. The cross symbolized a gruesome scene. We know Jesus was hung on the cross. He, as he ministered to them, he's headed to the cross. You must deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. And listen what Jesus, then he really throws a mocking wrench in here at us. He said, for whoever desired to save his life will lose it. Whoever desired to save his life will lose it. Why did the, what did the devil come to God with concerning Job? He says, skin for skin. <clears throat> Will a man give an exchange for his life? He said, and, and we, you know, on one hand, God has places here to live. He's places here to exist. He's places here to strive, to move forward. So he's not talking about walking around with a death wish. But what he's talking about he said, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So I'm giving my life to Christ that all will see how great is our God. That everyone will say, I will be saying, oh, sing with me. In my struggles, how great is my God. In my time of need, sing with me. How great is our God? And you know what? When praises go up, blessings come down. When, when we begin to praise and magnify God in the midst of our troubles, it takes faith to do that now. I'm, I'm talking about a faith that works. You, you, when, when, when the trouble come our way, and I know we all know this and have been through this, we got to trust the Lord. It ain't no turning back now. I'm past the point of no return. For God I'll live, for God I'll die. Swim, sink, or drown, I'm on the Lord's side. Thank you, God. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Not you jumping in front of the car to save somebody else, but you who deny yourself and lay out before God empty 
as an empty pitcher before a full, full flowing pound and say, God, fill me up. He said, for my sake, for what, what does it profit him? It, what, <coughs> for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost or lose his own soul, as it says in the King James vernacular? So we, we have to have a, a focus shift to understand in life what really matters and what really doesn't. What matters is, is doing the will of God. We're going to have trouble whether you're in Christ or not. This, this fellow I was talking to the other day, I told you about, he was talking about, I got my own business. But, 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 the, but the marijuana <clears throat> and the alcohol and whatever the mushrooms is, in his mind, keeps him at a level where he can do his business. I say, brother, the devil is deceiving you. I say, God has been merciful to you. You could be already dead. You could already be locked up in prison. You could, all, you could be homeless under a bridge. And God has been merciful to you. So you need to give your life to Jesus if you really want to be all that you can be. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and himself destroy the lost? Listen, and I'm going to give you this one little parable. We're going to shut down out of here. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. Now he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, just a day's wages. Some some people say a penny a day. Uh, He sent them into his vineyard. How many know we're in the vineyard of the Lord right now? How many know that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few? Uh, he, he says, now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatsoever is ripe, I will give you. So they went. So, so, so to, to cut through here real quick. The first ones went to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Then he sent some out at 9 o'clock in the morning. They, uh, and then the ones who came at 12, he said, come on into the vineyard and work, and whatsoever is right, I'll pay you. How many are looking for your reward in Jesus Christ? Amen? And uh, it's in the blessing we don't serve him for the stuff, but we serve him because he's God. <clears throat> so then the narrative goes on. So he called some more, and they started working at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Then he called some more, and they started working at 5 o'clock in the evening. And now it was time for everybody to get paid. Because he told the ones who came at 5, just like he told the ones at 12, whatever's right, I'll pay you. And And now it was time to settle up. And guess what? Everybody got the same amount. Then the ones who came at 6 in the morning got mad at the landowner. Wait a minute, why are you giving them more than the same thing and we've been out here sweating all day? Jesus said, isn't that what you bargained for? You know, why are you worried about that? Can I do what I would? So what's the, what's the analogy of the whole thing? It's this, whenever you come in, thank God you came in. 
And your reward is heaven. Your reward is to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Your reward is glory, glory, hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down. So all I want to say to you today, a working faith, mm, a faith that works will help us to trust God right now. In the situation we're dealing with right now, a working faith will carry us through. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to just talk faith. I want to walk in faith. I don't want to try to go on somebody else's faith. I want to learn how to trust God myself and how to stand on the word of God in my time of need. Saints, this is a time of need now. And some of us have some really, really, really hard things we're dealing with. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Help is not only on the way. Help is available right now. The God we serve, he's going to carry you through. Stand on his word. That first scripture talked about Abraham. He was, he was counted in righteousness because of his faith. And then James said because of what he did, he took his son to sacrifice him at the word of God. So no matter what your situation looked like today, say, trust God. Be still. And know that he's God. I don't care what the neighbors are saying. I don't care what the unbelievers in your family are saying, but you know what God has said. So you continue to have that faith that works. Here we are looking for a new place to worship. And I know that God is going to do it. Matter of fact, I believe he's doing it now. We're moving forward with God. We, as the people of God, we should be looking for greater. We should be looking for higher. We should be looking for deeper. I've ran into saints over the years, and some say, I just want to serve. I, I just want to do whatever God wants me to do. Is that your sentiment today? God, here I am. Use me for your glory, God. If it's preaching your word from a podium or greeting people at the door or whatever it may be. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Mm, I want to be in Christ Jesus. God bless you, saints. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
afternoon. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Going all the way. We're moving forward. We want to move forward in the Lord, but we have to do it by faith because faith works. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Let us stand and be dismissed. Amen. Yes. Okay. Oh, praise God. Sister Lois is coming home this week. Amen. Amen. Finally, she's been gone too long. Amen. Father, this afternoon, we're just thankful, Lord. We're thankful for your goodness. We're thankful for your mercy. We're thankful for blessing us once again here in the house of prayer. We're so thankful to be able to gather together once again. You said they that gather together worship one another and they love one another. We thank you. You said where two or three are gathered together in your name. You're in the midst of them. And we're thankful, Father, for the visitation of your spirit. We're thankful, Father, you spoke to our hearts. We're thankful, Father, for that man, that woman, that girl, that boy who finds himself in a place where they're not going forward. They feel like they're stuck. But, oh, God, let your spirit inject itself into their lives, God, that they go all the way with you, that they go forward in you. Walking by faith, God, trusting in you because you can be trusted. You've never failed us yet. God, you awakened this morning to see a new day and we've never seen this day before. This is the day that the Lord has made. You didn't make this day for yourself. You made it for us. And so, God, we bless you. and We thank you for how good you've been to us. We're going all the way with you today.